and gentlemen, with the partnership from Golden Mojo Entertainment, the star of this show, the United States of Paranormal Presents, Cryptid Crate. We know now that in the earlier years of the 21st century, this world was being watched closely by intelligence greater than man. Cryptid Crate. Cryptid Crate is a monthly subscription box featuring cryptozoological creatures and paranormal themed items to wear, read, and collect. Each box contains four to six items of independent artists, mass-produced items, and even some items only produced for Cryptid Crate. All items in the box are worth more than the cost of the box, such as stickers, books, t-shirts, buttons, custom coins, and more. Cryptid Crate is now offering a junior edition for kids, featuring t-shirts, handmade plushes by Cryptid Comforts, and a few other child-aimed items. If you aren't ready to subscribe, Cryptid Crate offers a mystery sampler box that includes a coupon code for a discount for when you do decide to subscribe. To get 25% off your purchase of a mystery box, use code USPARANORMAL. Just remember, if your doorbell rings, it's no Martian. It's just Cryptid Crate. States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Welcome back, weirdlings. This week, Team Boozers in, the, in Indiana is taking the wheel and taking a trip out to Colorado. Oh, I love Colorado. I was going to ask, have you mm-hmm. ever been to Colorado? I have, but it's been many, many years ago. Ooh, I would love to go to Colorado. It's beautiful. So, um, well, next time you go, if you decide to take a trip through the beautiful mountains and the forests of Colorado, mm-hmm. be sure to stay safe and be aware of your surroundings. You should always be safe and secure of your surroundings. <laughs> you should. But there is something lurking in those beautiful mountains that is just too wild to believe. The mountains of southwest Colorado have always been a place of beauty. Serene, peaceful, but in the 1880s, the Colorado silver boom sent thousands and thousands of people hoping they'd strike wealth. Yes, I remember reading about that. <laughs> you remember class. you remember it fondly in I 1880. Was out there. <laughs> oh man, no, I'm not that old. Come on. <laughs> I read about it in history class. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Nearly overnight, the mountainsides were overpopulated and new construction began. Railroads were being built by the dozens. Lumbers were moving in to take down the trees. But something was hidden in those mountains, just patiently waiting for its next meal. Hmm. It's hungry. (laughs) 
during the silver boom, people were using a lot of heavy explosives to blast out the rock to get to the silver. Well, yeah, and, because they're lazy. They don't want to use a shovel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that would take a super long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but these mountains seem to be made of silver. So time after time, they would rush in, take what they could as quickly as they could. And all of this land that had never been disturbed before was now being woken up. And when using dynamite, things are bound to happen that you don't plan for. Uh, Nitroglycerin was still in its infancy at this point, and there was little knowledge and even less regulations and safety protocols. Sometimes the explosions would cause a rock slide and bury bury one, two, or dozen men Mm -hmm. under a rocky grave, or it would just like push you right off a cliff, which is crazy and terrifying (laughs) to think about. Yeah. Um, Sometimes they would be able to pull you out, but sometimes they couldn't. Or um, even if they did pull you out, they were so deep in the woods that the best thing that they could do was just like plop you on top of the same rocks that tried to take your life and then give you some food, give you some water and just kind of hope for the best. And if you did make it out by the time that the train that would take you and drop you off to wherever they were mining, when it would come back to pick those men up you would be lucky enough to get back into town, get some medical assistance. Um, and then if you were lucky enough, even then, you could come back out the next day and just keep on chugging along for those cheap wages. But some weren't that lucky. I'm guessing that uh, most people were lucky enough not to get treated like a broken horse and just get shot in the head and be done with it. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I'm shocked they didn't do that. And that was the first thing I thought of. Is like, mm, yeah, well, Bob's not going to make it. Let's just uh, pop him right in the head. <laughs> right. <He'll be> right. <laughs> but the miners and the lumberjacks started noticing that these rock slides and fatalities were happening a lot. So often so that they felt like the mountains were taking retaliation against them. A lot of men started saying that they were seeing things at night while they were waiting for the train to come back, things that they couldn't explain, two glowing orbs high up in the mountainside. Could they be fires? I mean, likely. You would think so, right? Right. Um, But what about eyes? That's usually where you go with two two glowing And they were far apart from each other is another thing. Oh. They were like yards apart. Maybe he's wonky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or could it be just something else that they couldn't explain whenever someone saw them they knew a rock slide was about to happen the following day eventually they made their way through to a place which later gained the name slide rock it got its name honestly but during their evacuation every night they saw those same glowing orbs high up in the mountainside eventually the men came to know exactly what those orbs were they were eyes giant eyes staring down at them every single night some men even had the luxury of seeing the rest of the body that belonged to those eyes but it would just sit and watch and wait every morning when they arrived back at slide rock to do their jobs for the day they would scan the mountainside and look for that creature that they saw the night before the creature that they named the bolter slide rock was hard to drill and hard to explode through The rock was just too tough. The pieces were too heavy to move. Every day, more and more rock slides were happening. Rock slides that were beginning to feel kind of odd. Some of the men on the outskirts would watch the rocks come down and swore that they saw something more. They saw a face, a mouth, opened wide, 
seeming to swallow up everything in its path. Men were disappearing at this point by the dozen. And they were disappearing at such a large rate that the workers started to leave the site and they would try to quit their jobs. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not no dumb motherfucker. I'm I'm (laughs) done. I'm out of here. For real. Come on. But they couldn't quit. The men were indebted to the companies that they worked for. The company would set them up with room, with board, food, and the men paid that off by working for silver. Right. Indentured servantry, essentially. If the men tried to quit with their debt still on their name, the company would just take everything that they had, that they had left at their boards. Right. So blankets, their ID, any kind of identification or anything, they they would just take it all. So well, these wouldn't, men, you, wouldn't you get smart enough to take some of that stuff with you? I mean, the stuff that was the most valuable to you. Yeah. But then at that point, if they're willing to take everything they have, are they going to come and like have a like steak on your head at that or your head on a steak like come for you steak on your head a steak on your head (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have a steak on your head Mm. hey well that's probably better than the meal that they got to begin with wait wait what kind of steak we talking about that's mm, Mm -hmm. no i understand what you're saying you're saying that um even if you would kind of gather up your stuff and then i'm quitting yeah they're not gonna let you go yeah well and okay say you gather all your stuff you take it out to the mine, the mine, the mining places. Right. Where are you going to go? Because they're out in literally nowhere. So I mean, they could leave, but then it's like you could die out in the wilderness. You already see this thing that's like terrifying you. Yeah, but you're afraid you're going to die anyway. Yeah, it's like lose, lose, lose yeah. all the way around. Mm. Anyways, but basically, they were kind of stuck there. Um, the railroads that led the men out into the mountains never went further than Slide Rock. Whether it was because the rumors of what was out there started flooding in or because the price of silver crashed, oh, no one really knows. It's not worth what you thought it was yeah. worth. Maybe it was a combination of both. I don't know. But eventually the rumors of what was hiding in the mountains of Slide Rock became nothing more than a campfire tale a joke, something people use to scare their kids and prevent them from running off into the woods. But the stories of the Slide Rock Bolter haven't stopped since the silver was abandoned. So what is the Slide Rock Bolter? Have you ever heard of this before? I have not. This one's new to me. I, I have not heard this. It's pretty funny. It's <laughs> funny? funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Like, the artist's renderings of these things are just, it looks so derpy. It's <laughs> so uh, it's said to look a lot like a giant finless whale. Oh, yes. hold on. I got to think about that a minute. Hmm. There's it has no like fins on the side of it. There's no fin on the top, like a dorsal fin. Nothing like that. It's so just everything finless. it does. It does with its mouth. Yes, it does have a fluke like up on the back of it which splits off into two hook-like talons, and that helps it anchor onto the mountainside. Um, Its eyes are small, they're red, they're glowing, and across its whole mouth is a, or its whole face is a large mouth, and its mouth spreads far back behind where its ears would be if it had ears. But it doesn't have ears. It doesn't have ears. The bolter only perches on mountains that have a slope greater than 45 degrees, but of course. Of course. Yeah. Ironically enough. Yeah, weird. And it needs the that's because it needs the momentum to force its huge body down the mountainside. It stays wherever it has itself hooked, patiently waiting, quiet for a group of lumberjacks, tourists, miners, hikers to fall within its path. 
And it when, when it finds the perfect opportunity, it lifts its tail up, unhooking it from the earth, and slides down at rapid speeds. And it's... <laughs> This is so gross. It speeds up its movement by allowing a slippery drool to escape from the sides of its mouth. Oh, <laughs> I know it's so it's so gross. It's like, it's like the slip and slide. It's like yeah, it's its own slip and slide. It's, its own slip and slide. The drool goes under its body and makes it easier for the bolter to move and gain speed. As it travels down the hill, much like a toboggan, mm-hmm. it opens its mouth and allows whatever it's in its way to be swallowed. So trees, rocks, woodland creatures, and people. Hmm. Once it stops... <laughs> Once it stops... <laughs> Once it stops... It flops and wiggles its way back <laughs> up to, the, <laughs> to its resting place. And then slaps its talon tail onto the ridge and starts the process all over again. <laughs> oh my. Just visualize that. Like this finless, legless critter just flopping its way, which has to be loud, right? I would think that people would would notice that and during the day of this Well, hell, I mean if he's eaten and covered everybody in rock, nobody's yeah. really paying attention at that yeah. point. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Do we know what color this thing is? No. The artist renderings make it like gray, like it would, you know, camouflage itself against rock. If it's hung on the side of a mountain, you would think that you would notice it if it was like gray or something in a a green or a a brown rocky area. Yeah. All the the artist renderings make it look like a giant whale-shaped rock is kind of what it looks like. I'm just imagining the fish out of water flopping around <laughs> trying to get back up this mountain. It's like, oh, dear Lord. Oh. <laughs> so not only has the bolter been an issue with disappearances inside the forests of Colorado, but its massive size has flattened trees and disrupted the wildlife in the area that it decides to skin down. Skid, skin down. Skid down. Skid, skin near. <laughs> Words are hard. Uh, a forest ranger who oversaw the district between O'Fire Peaks and Lizard Head came up with the idea to take out the bolter. And they he created a decoy hi- hiker using a plaid jacket, hiking pants, almost like a scarecrow kind of right. thing. And um, he ended up filling the decoy up with gunpowder and fulminate caps and put it in a spot where they knew that the suspecting bolter was hanging for a few days on a slope right on Lizard Head. It got the bolter's attention, no doubt, and it skidded down the mountainside and into the decoy hiker. And the resulting explosion flattened half of the buildings that were in the mining town of Rico, and they were never rebuilt again. So, the bolter has been mentioned in different folklore and even in the 2015 book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods by Hal Johnson. And this book was uh, an updated version of the 1910 book that was originally written by William Thomas Cox. And his book was entitled Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts. (laughs) What a mouthful. (laughs) We just a little add on there. It's okay. Yeah. Um, in this description of the bolter, it is an enormous landfish. Okay. It's an apex predator with rows and rows of sharp teeth. 
and its purpose is to scare other predators and cryptid creatures that stalk Colorado, like oh. werewolves is and one of them. Bigfoot. Maybe Bigfoot. Maybe Bigfoot. Um, and I thought this was really funny, and I had to add it, but in that book, they state that it's vulnerable to leprosy. Specifically. <laughs> For those of you not watching any video, the puzzled look on my face right now is... <laughs> Leprosy. I suppose. Um, I think. I think most things are right. to leprosy. I mean, well, and our fish, our fish vulnerable to leprosy. Why wouldn't they be? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know much water. about leprosy, but uh, you know, this thing's already lost its fins. <laughs> what else could it lose? <laughs> <laughs> so. No new sightings of the bolter have been documented since the explosion. The explosion, but it is believed that it is still out there, patiently waiting for its next meal. And it's believed that it's evolved into a more rock like form to hide itself better and avoid being taken out by forest rangers again, mm. which is pretty quick evolutionary tactic right yes. there. <laughs> so it must be, must be part lizard. Something. Chameleon? Maybe. I don't know. So what are the origins of the bolter? People who believe that the bolter is real think that it was left behind after the Ice Age. That when other creatures had went out from with the water mm-hmm. to the oceans, like whales and dolphins and stuff, um, the, excuse me, the ancestors of those creatures, this was one that was left high up in the mountains and it just eventually grew and evolved to be able to survive right. in the mountains. Right. That would make sense. I mean Yes. Although its land mass <laughs> kind or its mass on land, like whales couldn't survive on land just because they're ocean creatures, but because they're so huge they would crush themselves, from my understanding. And they have to explain that. Their mass is so large that gravity pushing down, like you can they can be in water because Water gives you the illusion of weighing less. Right. But gotcha. like take like a humpback whale and put it on water on land, it, it couldn't survive because it's so massive. Well, it would just lay there. It wouldn't be able to do anything, right? Yeah, but it couldn't like grow legs and because it would like dinosaurs. Think of dinosaurs and the way they died out because they were so large. Why are you <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? I just I heard a I heard a funny thing about dinosaurs. Okay, I'm yeah. ready. Uh, it's just really a bad spot for this. I mean, but, <laughs> I don't know. You said dinosaurs, and I'd be like, you know, we've never seen a dinosaur, but yet we know how they sound. Yeah. Go figure that one. It doesn't make any sense. None whatsoever. They just they could talk in English, I guess, if they wanted to. We don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> Maybe, they had... Maybe they have Boston accents. We Boston, your cousin from Boston. <laughs> Hey, this is my cousin, the T Rex. <laughs> Look at my arm. Oh, that's <laughs> I guess, yeah. T Rex is like, what's up? You wanna wanna Sam Adams? I need my cockies. <laughs> I can't reach them with these short little arms. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even drive a car if you wanted to with those arms. Uh, how do you tell? How do you uh, hail a taxi? <laughs> Think about that one, people, while you're sitting there in your car right now, driving down the road, you're thinking about this T-Rex and his little bitty arm going, yo, daddy, 
haven't seen. Oh my God. Sorry, we were a little <laughs> off track there, but uh, so my my thought though is with the whale and so on and so forth. Like every, every like a lot of creatures, even ones that we know of and you know have scientifically proven to do whatever, they've adapted. Mm-hmm. So, do you not think that the whale would adapt? No. You just think he would just die. Yeah. For sure. But if the bolt, what is it? The bolter. Bolter. I want to call it the bolter because we talk about all the rocks. Yeah, weird how they both sound the same. Yeah, very curious. Those guys must have been from Boston. (laughs) Yo, you see the bolter. (laughs) Um, We're on one today for sure. (laughs) I had a long night last night, so I'm just about, you know, what is it called? Punch drunk? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm way out there today, so... Um, I would think that that would adapt if it got left high and dry, so to speak. Oh my God! You like that one, didn't you? <laughs> if it got left high and dry when the when the oceans receded and left on land, I think it I, could adapt, but it wouldn't be the size it is. Well, you know, it's not like it can go very far. It's just gonna. It's eating boulders for Christ's sake <laughs> and trees and shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> his diet is not like really good if you know what i mean but see, he gets a high little bit of meat diet. he gets a little i was thinking high fiber but fiber flows right through you like you know you ever eat like i don't know nutrigrain bar and you know the next thing you know is like i got a poop just goes right fruit, through you yeah. any fresh fruit gosh he's apples. not getting that stuff he's getting boulders and that stuff just sets heavy in your gut i mean if you i don't know if you you've got kids they eat rocks they were like i'm full Cora. i'm not hungry <laughs> Cora is the Cora. rock and dirt eater for sure. That's how we always know it's warm and nice outside, but it's ready to plant because Coral have a, she comes in with all this dirt on her face, got a brown ring around her mouth from eating the dirt. It's planting season. Now it concerns me. She's not eating the cat poop, right? <laughs> Just checking. Uh, I hope not. God. <laughs> That's scary. But yeah, back to what we're supposed to be talking about here <laughs> on the, the United States of Paranormal. The Bolter, I would think, would have adapted and tried to, you know, to make, to survive in that situation. Yeah, but I think it would have adapted with legs. smaller and, and well, I, it would be like a snake. Hmm. 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 Now there's a possible thought. Maybe it's a... Uh, a giant snake. A giant snake. With just a really big mouth. Well, when you think about snakes, they have, they really have to. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell that was. <laughs> I thought I muted all my shit. I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm thinking, that's definitely an android. That, that's definitely an android. <laughs> there's no getting There's no getting around that one whatsoever. I'm muted. Is this one not muted? Yeah. That one's not muted. You would think after weddings and concerts that my shit would still be muted, but... Sorry. It's not. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You, so, just, you just get it all. Yeah. You get it all. Welcome to the United States. You get Paranormal. it raw here. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. We really are way off subject. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, some researchers. There you go. Yep. Some researchers believe that it was just a fun tale delved up by the lumberjacks or miners as they sat around the fire waiting for the train to take them back to town. The story of Rico is easily explained. The buildings were not flattened due to the bolter or due to the explosions. When the economic shift happened due to mining becoming obsolete, the town of Rico was built quick and fast. Anyway, so 
Uh, once the sales of gold and silver plummeted, the population of Rico went from thousands to barely hundreds in no time. And they were built so quickly that they were probably built pretty shadily. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this is a tale as old as time. And with the time came the erosion of the towns that held those workers. Rico merely failed because it was not kept up with. Right. That's why the buildings failed and they weren't rebuilt because why would you build where you can't survive economically? Right. In my opinion, just like so many other stories and urban legends we hear, this is a fairy tale story, but dusted with some truths. It was easier for the workers to believe that a giant creature was causing the mass rock slides than to believe that their own actions were. So the exploding of the mountainsides, the drilling, the removal of large pieces of rock, they were causing the huge problems that haunted the mountains and killed hundreds. It made more sense to them to pass the buck off to a creature that they couldn't explain. And when they saw trees flattened and taken down, it was easier to blame the bolter than to accept that they were the ones flattening the forest with lumbering. When the town of Rico failed and the economy crashed, it just had to be the bolter and not just the way things happen sometimes. Right. I think it's so interesting and funny that we as humans always feel the need to blame something instead of just accepting that sometimes weird things happen. We see it all the time within folklore, within religion, within conspiracy theories. It seems to be part of the human nature to want to connect dots and blame simple or big events on bigger problems or bigger things. More than likely, those things just can't take the credit or fess up. Like right. the bolter, it can't come out and be like, I'm doing this. So I just think it makes more sense to our brains to put the blame on something else than to just say, sometimes weird things happen and that's it. End of story. So there's no doubt that the story of the rock slide bolter is interesting and fun. And maybe it does exist. Who knows? But more than likely, it doesn't. And this is just another story to add to the long list of things people created to make things just make sense to them. So, Jeremy. Yes. What's your view on the rock slide bolter? I'm going to go with what you just said. I think it's I think a lot of it is just uh just a story to pass the time and yeah. try to try to explain something that uh, they know what the explanation is but they need they need a scapegoat. So let's yes, let's create scapegoat. this. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I and I mean like there's so many like Native American religion and, right. and mythos and stuff i remember in school learning about it and then being like this is how they explained rain and this is how they explained the sun coming up and it's like isn't that what everything is though kind of when you think about it like we all want a reason why things happen mm -hmm. yeah i mean science is the same is the same what is the same thing they come up with um ideas on how to test why this works or why this does that mm -hmm. it's the same it's the exact same thing they just make up what they think what makes sense to them yeah, yeah. exactly yep so instead of just accepting some the sun comes up because it does and that's it <laughs> you know like it's, it's true it's true and it, it, you know it goes down because well it just does it just does <clears throat> things are just what they are they they are what they seem yeah and it's like, there's always like, I don't, I don't want to drag religion into this, but I always think of it that way. Like people say, well, it's God's will instead of just saying like, it just is. Or like if somebody dies and there people are like, 
God just wanted them. And it's like, but people just die. And that just happens sometimes. And we don't have to make a reason behind it. It just is what it is. You've got to accept it. It's comforting for them. Well, coming up with reasoning is comforting. And that's exactly it. Everybody has what makes them feel all warm and okay with everything. Mm-hmm. And oh, Wow. I got to be really careful here because... <laughs> Um, yeah, my, my views on religion are different than a lot of people's views on religion. And I think that you nailed it right on the head is that you have something that you can't feel, touch or show, but yet it's all consuming. Yes. And it always makes everything okay. Yes. Because the unknown is the most scariest part of being a human, I think. Yeah, so I mean, we try to make it so we know. Yeah, exactly. You gotta... And we'll never know. <laughs> and at least in human form. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. How <laughs> Sorry, to... this went off on a tangent. Yeah, a we, weird... we, this whole thing was a tangent. <laughs> it's our first time back at the studio I know. recording. We, we've, been out like of, we've been out of sync for a minute. But uh, no, I mean, it's a, it's a good story. I like it. I it's like it. It's interesting. And once you guys see the pictures of this thing, it's like the weirdest. I saw a picture of it and was like, what is this guy? What is this thing? <laughs> I think I saw it on TikTok. Like a guy was showing pictures of it. And I'm right. like, I got I to I gotta look, look more into I gotta this. I got to look into this. Yeah. Definitely. And I thought it was interesting that like a lot of cryptids... Like Bigfoot, it's just a thing that's out there. And this one was like, it had more of a reasoning of why people thought this. Because they wanted these explanations, why all these rocks were falling all the time. Yeah, because with Bigfoot, it's just like, they just see him. There's no, there's no like, reason for it. You know, like, my house was torn down in the middle of the forest. Oh, it must have been Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, for real. We'll get into some of that in my next case, where, where... Things become a scapegoat and people (gasps) just use this particular uh, entity as, oh, must have been that. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's a a lot of information. It'll be interesting. Well, thank you guys for listening to another week of the creepy and interesting here at the United States of Paranormal. Next week's road trip, you'll be a passenger alongside Logan, Matt, and Bose. Until then, take a listen to the other podcasts within the Golden Mojo Entertainment family of podcasts. So, uh, first off, we have Gunner and Colton, who are the hosts of The Call Guys. The Call Guys is a weekly show where Gunner and Colton discuss movies, shows, and their opinions about all things pop culture. These two are hilarious, and you'll definitely enjoy listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching their Zoom calls that they share on YouTube. And there may be a collaboration. I mean, we need to get this worked out. We do yeah. in our future here at Tusop, which we're just so busy all the time. I know. It's, it's <laughs> but I can't wait. Cause... Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, also, don't forget to check out their new merch page. I do yes. believe it's the Call Guys merch. Call Guys. Oh. I'm not sure. I know they have it on their social media. Yes. They have it linked there. So, But they do have a merch page. They got some great merch. I got my tank top the other day. Ooh, did yeah, you? It's pretty badass. I, so. I feel like your entire wardrobe at this point is just, just nothing but, yeah, Golden I'm, Mojo Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I got my Murderers. I got my Call Guys. I got my Tusop. No Golden Image Podcast merchandise. It's, it's coming. <gasps> Speaking of Golden Image, Jeremy has a second podcast that is Golden Image Podcast. It's true. 
Uh, he co-hosts with Gunnar of Call Guys and Skyler. Uh, every other week, they discuss a new place or event that they visited in Indiana, so you don't have to. If you ever feel like you need something to do, but you're unsure of what or what you're getting into or whatever it is, check out Golden Image Podcast to get some ideas. And in between those episodes, Jeremy has been re-releasing episodes of his radio show, Golden Image Radio, where he interviewed numerous musicians and bands. So check out the vintage episodes to see all the fun and interesting things that Jeremy used to do. He used to kill it. He's and, still killing it. Oh and God. don't forget, we are actually, Golden Image is actually starting to bring in people. We've had Past John, guests, yeah. Yeah, we've had John Lyons in. Uh, we had Mike Hilton in. That was an amazing, it, it was two and a half hours, but it felt like five minutes. Yeah. Listening to it. it was an amazing interview with Mike. Um, we have some stuff coming up that's going to be coming out that um, we're really looking forward to. And Yeah, it's exciting, big stuff going super on. Super excited about what's coming up, so... Love it. And last but not least, oh, my baby, Mert not Nerds. Least. <laughs> Mert Nerds is a true crime podcast hosted by myself, Alicia, and my lifelong best friend, Ashley. Each week, we dive into a new case of the unsolved, the missing, or just the plain weird from our home state of Indiana. If you have a scary story of the, like something unexplained, ghosts, cryptid, spooky, anything weird um share it with us here at two sop and feel free to or you can come like contact us on social media you can uh we have facebook twitter mm-hmm. instagram and a gold mojo entertainment tiktok yes that we've got hmm. a couple videos on. Hmm. <laughs> oh no i know hmm <laughs> i failed jeremy you have failed I this have failed podcast. You. I'm going to do that today. <laughs> I forgot to post one of his TikToks, but I will do that today. I created a TikTok and Alicia has failed me by I, not posting I haven't even it. put Matt's up either. I failed both of you. Wow. Gosh. And I'm by the time this episode comes mess. out, it, both those TikToks should be up. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but our email is the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Send us your stories and we'll read them on air because. I like hearing personal stories of what people oh, have been amazing. through. Oh, and and then when I, when we start the next episode, I'll uh, our next episode. Yeah, I will uh, tell you a couple of things that uh, I've been in contact with. Ah, I can't wait. And some upcoming stuff for the old team Boozers. So many big things. Oh my goodness. Also, if you are interested in representing your love for Tusop and the paranormal, we have a ton of really awesome merch located on our website, which is linked on our social media pages. Jeremy, do you have a personal favorite of the Tusop merch? Well, of course I do. I think ours is the same. Oh, no. No, no it's not. It's not. Yours I know what is you're the saying. the same as mine, as well as it should be. My personal is the Golden Oldies, which is... It's pretty much me. It's Jeremy. Yeah. And all the things he's done over. It's pretty amazing. The last forever. (laughs) Mine is the Boozers Road Sign shirt. I think it's, I don't know. I just like it. It's classic. It's. I rocked that out at the Lita Ford concert last night. Did you? That's what I was wearing. You're the best. He's always representing anything. I happened to to record a short video for TikTok, but you know. It is a short short video. But I think that I'm going to start a war with Team Teos. All right. And uh, we're going to see who can sell the most of the Rose Design shirt. 
The which one? The road sign. Oh. The Team Boozers or Team Teos. So if you want Team Boozers to win, go Team Boozers. Go buy a Boozers road sign shirt because they're pretty cool looking. They're really comfortable. I oh, wear mine yeah. to work all the time. Yeah, they're pretty great. So, yeah. You wear your Team Boozer to work? Oh, yeah. Okay. I wear all my merch from the podcast. I work at a library, so they're pretty cool about like nice. pop culture-y things, and I can wear whatever I want. Very cool. For the most part. So, yeah, they're pretty cool. Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and until next time, see you on the other side. Oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> to support other Golden Mojo Entertainment Productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into, or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.